0: I know it's been a long time since we posted our first episode of the Smash Up Derby. But rest assured, we are working hard on bringing you new episodes. We've got three more in the pipeline. Plus today, Jonathan and I have a discussion about the recent elections in England and the implications for class politics, class-based political campaigning. Uh, so we hope you enjoy that, and we'll get you the... Uh, the other new episodes, which are really great, uh, we'll get them up shortly. Well, let's talk. Let's talk for a minute about the the British elections. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. The total absence of the labor unions and. Uh,
1: well, we. I don't. I mean, I. I don't know whether the labor unions were actually. I mean, I just haven't seen anything. I, I just haven't seen any analysis that mentions them.
0: Well, so uh, one th- one thing that was really interesting in the in the. Um, run-up to the election, is there would be all these, online, there were there were all these polls showing that the working class was evenly split between conservative and labor. And I don't know if you saw those, right? Yeah. But, but yeah, there was a sense that, you know, working class voters, uh, that the, the real age, the real difference was age, that labor was getting the youth vote. And the, that the working class was voting, um, you know, evenly between Labour and, and the Conservatives. Although, you know, it really, I mean, it makes me really wonder, I mean, first of all, the difference between working class, maybe an organized working class, right? That's right, right.
1: different. I mean, that's, that, that's the, so a lot of the stuff that I've seen was basically saying Corbyn got, he, he re-energized like people who had been, had been Members of essentially members of unions and members of the Labour Party, uh-huh. amongst the older working class, right? That all they sort of re-energized the old Labour voters who'd fallen away during the Blair years when it was all when the party was all run by like hipsters in, in suits and stuff, um, and and then also got this huge youth vote, right? And then also because of the sort of changes in the because the that the, some of the changes in the economy have been so intense that. The, that younger people are overwhelmingly working class, in in actual sense of actual income and relationship to 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 working.
0: So yeah, that that was the thing that I took away from it too was um, I mean look, yeah, you divide it by age, but here's the deal: young people are way poorer.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> than
0: than older people, and they have way worse prospects. So, working class, the youth, young working class people are really are really screwed, and young middle class people are really screwed. And so, the youth, they, I mean, they they are in fact being proletarianized. They're right? being proletarianized. So they're they are heavily working, working class um, in that sense of the word.
1: Um, Right. And I think I think, you know, all all this, you know, I think especially after our election, right, the sort of this uh, um, fetishization of of using the term working class to mean like old white people in sticks, which, you know, who are members of the working class. But that's not like they are not the defining members of the working class.
0: Right. They're an important an important chunk of it. But usually. Well, that's how it's used in this state, in this country. Right, right, for exactly. Sure, right? That working class means old white guy. Um, and, but it's it's just a way to just sort of um, mess with the term right, right? Right, and marginalize exactly. the term.
1: Um, no, I think there, there was actually this guy Richard Seymour had a, had a, actually a really good piece that sort of went into the history, that came out today in the, um, some... Like the British version of Medium, I think it is. It Really goes through the whole history uh, of the of the changes in the Labour Party since the since the nineties, really. And he sort of made the point that that actually that that sort of um, fetishization of like working class meaning like you don't drink lattes it was really uh, pushed by has been really pushed by the Conservatives recently and sort of Theresa May like, kind of trying to appeal to work quote you know the working people or the working class in a lot of the ways that Trump did here. Um, but it just, it didn't actually work so much. And and I, and one of the things he also points out in the, in uh, another piece that, that he wrote in the Times Literary Supplement over the weekend is that, like, people say that, uh, you know, people sort of talk about Trump and Bernie and Corbyn as being uh, populist. And he said, well, Corbyn is not actually populist. The real term to describe what Corbyn's doing is class politics, because he's not just sort of uniting working people or, uh, or you know, trying to appeal to working people on the sense of a vague like you're getting screwed, but he's actually pointing out you are being screwed by these people, the right. rich, the ruling class, right. and that's what makes it class politics and not just populism. That's of, not
0: populism, right, it, because they, you know, what Trump does is populism, right? He, right? he uses some symbol of their being screwed and plays with that at, right. to mobilize people. Right. And you start,
1: you're being screwed by these amorphous forces who, strangely enough, ended up to be brown skinned people.
0: Right, right. But it could In be all. anything, right? Whatever. could be the, the, the
1: international financial Jews or whatever, right?
0: Right, right. So when you look at the. Uh, so I'm looking at this chart, though, online right now um, about where Labor got its increased vote from. And, you know, what's interesting on the one hand is that about 2% of it came from UKIP, right? This right-wing right wing anti-immigrant party. Um, so in other words, people voted for UKIP and then they came back to Labor. And, and now UKIP collapsed in this election and most of the UKIP vote went to the Conservatives. But the fact that... that, some, that
1: do they do they know that? I, I've just seen something that said it. they split.
0: Yeah, and I had said, I had written something about that too, but it turns out that it, it, it looks like from polls that of the UKIP vote that left, only about a quarter of it came to labor. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so two, th- right. three-fourths of it went to the conservatives. Still, about 20% of it went to labor. And this, it just defies the sort of left-right spectrum right. framework, right? Because it's not that people become, you know, they're, they're not extreme rightists. And then all of a sudden they become you know, Corbynites and leftists, right? Right, It's that they're, that this is, this is sort of the essence of class politics, right? They're, they are in the same place. They're looking for people who are going to represent their class interests. And when labor is not going to do it, then they're going to look elsewhere for somebody who's got some story about how they're getting screwed and that there may be a way to fix it and why. right? Right. Um, But the other interesting thing is because Corbyn ran such a clear class campaign is he attracted former leftists and people who were who had been around. So, uh, in other words, half the votes that the Green Party had gotten in um, 2015 went to labor. Right. Right. Uh, A quarter of the votes that the Lib Dems had gotten in 2015 went to labor. Right. So he brought in people from lots of other places
1: and just like and just people, you know, young people and poor people who generally don't vote. They actually turned out
0: and they actually turned out. That's right. And they and they brought it looks like they 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 stole about four percent of the of their vote from conservatives, too, from the last time. So. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, what's the lesson? The lesson is, I mean, I, I. I think the lesson is that
1: sort of a broad left politics is if you actually put it out there, is pretty appealing to a broad class politics. I mean, I think you know the I mean, the other thing that was really interesting and all is like everyone seems to be pointing to the fact that the labor manifesto was actually really one of the huge turning points because they actually put out a program that said, We're going to make your life better, and here's how we're going to do it, mm-hmm. which is we're going to tax the rich and the and the corporations,
0: right. And they said exactly how it was going to happen and how right. it would be. You know, I guess the question is, so in this little thing that I wrote the other day, I suggested there were lessons here about Bernie Sanders and that sort of class politics. That Bernie Sanders could have, that could, could have been better against Trump, done better against Trump because of the class politics. And I think that it does, it does, it does demonstrate that. Right. It it demonstrates that if you if you run a clear kind of class political line and don't go soft on it, you will mobilize people. Right.
1: And I mean, all that needed to happen to change our last election was significant numbers of young and poor people turning out to vote. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. I mean, this is the this is the important thing is that. You win elections by mobilizing core constituencies, not appealing to in the softest way to the broadest group. Right. So Obama won because he was able to, or, to mobilize. He was, you know, people were enthusiastic about him. Certain sectors of the population, obviously, African-Americans were enthusiastic about him. But also, you know, lots of sort of white liberals were very enthusiastic about him. And, right. he, he, and that enthusiasm carried him because it turned right. people out to vote.
1: And and even a significant number of the, you know, the mythical uh, white working class were enthusiastic about Obama.
0: About Obama. That's right.
1: Right. I mean, it was it, it, I mean, you know, not majorities and whatever and, you know, whatever. They still have probably had a certain amount of, uh, you know, casual racism. But I, I mean, I they, they had been their kids had been being shipped off to Iraq for eight fucking eight years. Right.
0: Well, and of course, you remember when Obama was elected, the whole economy was just tanking. Exactly. I mean, not in a in, in, not in a sort of it's a bad year, but in a it. Like this, losing this, their own. Yeah, this is it. It's all, you know, the world is about to end kind of way. Yeah, so so that is an important lesson. I think is that it's it's about finding uh, appealing to a group of people who, who actually believe that you're going to represent them and do something, and right. you know the Corbins of the world and the Sanders of the world have a, a mechanism to do that, and it's a class based mechanism, and it says you know there's money to be had, it's with the wealthy, we need to bring it back, and. The Clintonites just don't have that message, right? They have this right. sort of soft, broad. We're all, you know, let the let the uh, water raise all the ships, and um, and that just doesn't. People who know their ship is sinking are not not going to be that excited <laughs> about that message.
1: Clinton's, enti- you know, in this sort of a fear-based way, it was kind of a compelling message. But, uh, but also, like, fear doesn't work, right? I mean, it's like sort of you run around saying the sky is going to fall, the sky is going to fall. It'll mobilize, you know, it'll, it'll motivate some people, but it's not, uh, uh, you know, it's not going to, like, get them to go get their friends to vote.
0: So one interesting thing, um, there's an article in The Telegraph that says that the Labor's general election campaign is being funded almost entirely by union donations, Two point seven, 2.7 million. Yeah,
1: no, and I think that's actually one of the real, like, differences between the sort of what Corbyn was able to, to do and versus, like, what, and sort of thinking about how one could do something like that in this country is that the, the Labour Party, my understanding is, is still, like, largely not dep- not really dependent on financial donations from rich people. Right. Organization. And the Democratic Party just is.
0: Right. And even Bernie Sanders is largely, yes. you know, he gets some money from some, a few unions. Um, of course, the unions did not support Bernie Sanders for the most part. Right. But in a general election, you would assume that Bernie Sanders would have a certain amount of support from unions. Um, but he would also raise a lot of money from middle class people, uh, working people and, and middle class people and, and and wealthy people. Uh, as well, so it's um, you know he would be susceptible to that, you know this sort of softening um, as well because he's not going to have that basis. He's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to speak to issues that are also important for those groups
1: of people. Right, but I think the other the other piece in terms of thinking about. How can you win elections in the Democratic Party? Is that I, I think he's a uh, uh, Bernie Sanders would not have access to the massive amount of money from rich people that Obama and Clinton get.
0: That's probably true. Although I think he would be okay with the sort of Hollywood types. Um, he, he would he would receive some amount of money from from them, but he he largely raised his money from small individuals. Right. Donations right. last time. What will be interesting is if if Bernie runs in four years, um, which at that point I believe he will be seventy eight years old. Um, so I, I just don't know if that's right, in the right. cards. But if Bernie runs in four years, you know what level of union support will he get? Will it be more than just the uh, three tiny, tiny, or smaller unions that supported him, or will he actually be able to bring in some of the larger unions? get behind it. uh that's you know that's a real question thanks for listening to this uh short episode of the smash up derby and we will be back very soon with uh new episodes
1: so uh, hit us up on twitter at smash up podcast or go to our website smashuppodcast.com and click on ask or comment